Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Frame by Frame. This is the second episode. Uh, appreciate everybody for tuning into the first one. Um, if you're here from TikTok, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Got a bunch of TikTok interactions, which kind of surprised me. Fuck yeah. yeah Wait, but, what's uh, your TikTok? I'm going to follow it's it. It's right a Frame by Frame podcast. Right now. You can find it on there. Uh, but yeah, thank you to people who left a review on Spotify, listened on Apple Podcasts, listened on Spotify, all that stuff. Appreciate all the support. And it's going to continue. So uh, while you're doing that, Shit, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I literally want to just support you. Okay. I appreciate that, bro. I'll do it later. I'm going to do it later. Yeah, we, we we'll can do, do that later. But um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Who Hello. are you? What do you do? Who are you to me? What do you do? All that type of stuff. Who am I? My name is Jordan. Um, Jordan Yacovella. I am an actor and a music producer. Um, I go by Prairies for anything music. So it's either Jordan or Prairies. You might know me as either. I'll link um, all your stuff in the description as well. Yes. Whatever, you, whatever you send me will be done. Appreciate there. that. Thank but, you. Um, yeah. Actor, who musician. Am I, who, am I to, who am I to you? Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'd say. Yeah. My bro, you're my brother's best friend. Right. And you are my friend. Right. Yeah. And that kind of aged <laughs> later on. But yeah. hundred percent. Here we are. Here we are. So thank you for being on. Thank you for taking the of course, time. Of course. Man. I'm really excited for this. So let's go ahead and I love talking. So. Oh, absolutely. I knew this was going to be great. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a performer. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's just start um, at L.A. What was it like <sighs> moving there as a very young adult trying to chase your dreams? And as what were you like, 18 or 19 when you moved there? I was 18. I was a straight up little baby boy. What was that like going to the big city to chase your dreams? Well, first of all, I was insane. If, if any, if you if you know me or if you don't know me, uh, you should know that my mom spoiled my brother and I completely like wouldn't let us do laundry. Oh, wow. Would pack our lunches every single day. <laughs> I had to ask her to like get lunch money to buy like it was like a treat for me to like buy the garbage ass pizza that was like at public oh, school because she always made your lunch correct oh wow yeah. she didn't want you to eat the shit at school I exactly think. okay yeah that's like her whole thing she runs the farmer's market she's all about like yeah you know eating well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and she was like fine here's like fucking five dollars yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, it is some shit pizza at school yeah exactly <laughs> um <laughs> so but so i was when you were in la that was all yeah. Did you take the home cooked meals and all that for granted? Oh, 100%. I literally, I tell the story all the time, but it's just like such a, such a marker of like where I was at when mm-hmm. I moved to LA. Yeah. I went and did my first grocery as an adult. I was so like, like grocery wow, shopping look, run. Yeah. Really? Like alone. Okay. I'd never done okay. that before. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So me and my roommate, we go to Kroger, which was or Ralph's. Sorry. In LA, it's oh. Ralph's. It's not Kroger. I think we went there. Yeah, we definitely yeah. did. We definitely <laughs> did. Um, yeah, we we went there. I was feeling hype. I was like, "Yes, I'm an adult." Mm-hmm. And then, first solo grocery run at eighteen, nineteen is kind of crazy, though. Well, but I get it. Yeah, but yeah. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I I was I was out there for acting school, mm-hmm. so you know, I was taking a major leap in life. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends stayed in Georgia. I was just like, you know what, this is what I want to do, and I got into a school that, like you know, paid for some of my stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. crazy. I was like, okay, well shit. Too. Like, yeah, let me, let me, let me try this out, you know, yeah. see where this takes me. So I go to, I go to Ralph's. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been living in Georgia now for a couple of years. So it's brainwashed me yeah. back. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, go to Grocery Ralph's. Store. I'm super hype. And then I get home and I'm like, I'm going to make some Italian sausage. You dig? Oh man. Reminds me of home. 
And so this was I, the f- <laughs> like within your first week there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know really any of my, like I live with three other uh, people. Yeah. 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 I don't know any of my roommates really. Mm. So, so you all kind of came there at the same time and we were all in together? school together. Yeah. We had like ah. this, there was this program that like put us all together and okay. Yeah, they assigned us rooms. your school that you were going to? The acting school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, there weren't any dorms, though. That's the, that's the crazy part. There wasn't, like, school dorms. That happened later when I was done with school. Okay. It was this program that put you in, like, apartment complexes throughout L.A. Huh. But, like, they... You paid the organization. See, I thought you guys just found that place. No. I didn't realize it was through the school. Okay, no. The place you came... Because Alex has visited me in L.A. multiple yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, we've been there a couple of times. Um, the place you guys were at was not school-sponsored. Okay. That was post You're talking about when you first got yeah, there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You, I got you. You, you and Sam and Brandon never... We never saw that place? No. Okay, I'm with um, you. But still, though, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird time, and we got like really lucky with our apartment because most of my friends had shit deals, like mm. really shit places yeah um your place was better yeah all this to say i put a frozen sausage and i didn't know that you're supposed to thaw i was gonna say did you not thaw it i had no idea (laughs) so i put this frozen sausage into the pan and it obviously starts smoking (sighs) as it as you would when you heat up an entirely frozen object oh man my roommate silas comes out of the, of of their like and you don't really know him that well at this point right no i do not know them um <laughs> and so they're like hey what are you doing they're 23 i'm 18 they've already been to college they've been on their own for a minute cooking skills are a little better than yours yes <laughs> and so <laughs> they're like you know you're supposed to thaw meat because uh, then it was like really smoking and stuff They're like yeah. you know you're supposed to thaw me the smoke alarm go off not that i can remember no okay maybe it felt like it was going off yeah, in yeah. my anxiety ridden right, body because right. i didn't know what was going on yeah yeah so what so, ended up happening so it ended up being very burnt mm-hmm. and <laughs> i had to make something else for dinner because i had to wait oh, for the meat to gosh. thaw i had to put it in the fridge not the freezer in the fridge just wait for it to thaw <laughs> i ate it the next day yeah but, how many did you buy i think it was like a four pack okay so you only wasted one yeah nice but it, 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 it became a, a, a really big uh like okay i gotta i gotta grow up real quick yeah just kind of you learning know? experience after learning experience to grow quickly 100%. especially like so when you first get there you're in acting school what else can you tell me about like the the adult learning curve like, what's another example well i had to take public transportation regularly mm-hmm. for the first time in my life yep. uh i was exposed to just <laughs> So many different kinds of people. Oh, for sure. LA is very melting pot. It is. And honestly, I loved it. I didn't even know that I needed it, Mm -hmm. but I loved being around, not just like outside, like in my goings on in LA, but like at school, half the people that were at the school was about a class of like 200 people Mm -hmm. um, in this acting school. They were half of them were from foreign countries. Yeah. So, it was so I was exposed right? to at 18 years old, just my world completely exploded. Right. And like you realize how much is really out there. right? Yeah. 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 All these different perspectives and uh-huh. people coming from Iceland mm-hmm. and the UK, yep. um, a bunch of South American countries. 
And I just was learning so much and growing at a really fast yeah. pace. Meanwhile, acting school breaks you down emotionally as well. Mm. You know, you're getting in deep into like your psyche and yeah. your trauma and right. things like that. And so it was like this really crazy accelerated growth pattern yeah, for me. Like a lot, um, a lot at once. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then lots crazy of, lots of weird, like weird run-ins and stories to tell, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get to public, public transportation. It oh was insane. I, I only wrote it for six months and then my roommate, we ended up on the same schedule and he could have, he drove me the rest of the okay, time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was wild. Like, we'll, we'll get to some stories yeah, yeah, yeah. a for little sure, later for on, sure, but I sure. wanted to ask you, um, when it comes to living in LA like that, a lot of people say it's not everything like people who are used to it. We were talking about this on the last episode with our guest Jacoby. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how Atlanta people are moving here now to chase their dreams. Yep. And it's like to us having lived here for a long time, it's like, we know what it is. It's cool, but you get used to it. But like, yeah. and, and people say the same type of thing about LA, like people who come there to chase their dreams. They're like, uh, you know, it's really not all that, but it sounds like you had a major growth experience and all this, like everybody's experience everywhere is different, obviously. But yeah. when it comes to there, did it eventually start to feel like it was too much, like a little too taxing? Cause people say it's like, it drains you. Like you were talking about a little bit. I will say that oh, that is only true if you move to LA and you don't find like either a class or a job right away Mm -hmm. if you don't have a group of people around you the city can be very isolating for For sure sure. yeah and i think like any any large city would do that probably it's hard to make friends but i think the context involved in something yeah 100 i think the context of like going there to pursue your dreams makes it all the more crushing yeah if you don't find yourself in like a support circle of some kind you don't amount to something then you feel like you're a failure and all that type of stuff sure yeah um and like i was lucky because i went straight to school Mm -hmm. i was surrounded by 200 people that literally loved acting as much as me and it turns out many other things that we shared in common and yeah yeah. so i just was gifted this friend group yeah essentially and that was never my experience Mm -hmm. but i know it is for other people i can imagine if you're not in that type of situation you just go there on your own you don't know anybody you're trying to get your foot in the door in places it's probably a lot harder yeah absolutely i feel what you're saying so let's see let me go deeper into this list of questions (laughs) here bro so we were also talking about this on the last episode taking the safe route like going to school, getting a degree, yeah. getting a job in that field versus pursuing your dreams, what you love to do. What's your take on that as far as like I'm trying to figure out how to word this? Would you do you think taking the safer route is like I got what am I trying to say? Would you would you rather be content doing what you love, finding your niche in the world and be happy in that or like taking the safe route like because you did not take the safe route and it's worked out for you in most regards mm-hmm. um but you i'm sure you have plenty of friends who are taking the, the quote unquote route. Safe yeah, route. yeah with going to school getting a degree just what's your what's your take on that i will say like most of the people that i'm friend that i was friends with in high school for the most part were people that played it or did the quote unquote safe 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 thing. option yeah. it could have been that they the four-year institution get a degree type of thing was yeah. their dream mm-hmm. so like yeah there's nothing wrong with yeah that, exactly um but most of my friends i.e the people and the artists that i met in la mm-hmm. are people that did the exact same thing as me had the exact same mindset they forewent 
the traditional route or had already done because I was surrounded also by a lot of people who were older than me. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't, it was like kind of half 18, 19 year olds Mm -hmm. and then half were like 23 and up people who had Mm -hmm. been to college already or college already. Right. And um, they were like exploring a new route. Yeah. They were like, well, this didn't work for me. So they'd already tried it. Yeah. And so that was another thing. It's definitely not for everybody. Yeah. So I agree. I think that like being funneled into that system is bullshit (laughs) yeah i i I don't i I don't i don't like that um i never really jived with like the idea of working like a nine to five job Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i knew from a young age that i had like a an artistic skill set yeah yeah and i feel like i could service the world and make myself happy by making art um but yeah i i think that at the end of the day you have to do what makes you makes you happy and i think that you should really take a lot of time when you're on your own, especially when you're younger, mm-hmm. 18, you're facing the choice between pursuing a degree or pursuing what you love to do, yeah. even if it's not necessarily a degree out there for that. And I whatever. think that, you know, it might be harder at first, mm-hmm. but if you pursue your dreams, there is a good chance that you will be happier. I Absolutely. think Absolutely. it might be a harder road, but yes. um, the journey really never ends. Yeah, you know, exactly. there, there really is no destination. You just keep keep going, keep building hitting spots on the road. So you're spitting. You want to make sure that your your road is filled with lots of really fun and nice things and fulfilling things. And I think pursuing your dream enables you to fill your road with that rather than stress and hardship and debt and yeah. and 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 yeah and, and, exactly you know not to say that some of those things aren't on that other path but of course significantly less usually yeah and luckily or now, you wouldn't mind it you know yeah, because, because it was for what you love. exactly yeah and then luckily now it's like not as taboo to you know not go to school and pursue whatever it is whether it's comedy music yeah product like whatever because i think the the internet has just made it oh, so easy 1, to pursue it's, look you just gestated a podcast out of out of your bedroom yeah like I'm, that that's that's what technology does right. now, which Pulling is amazing. It out of my ass, pretty much. But I've I founded like a whole production business now because I was I had all the tools in my own bedroom, you know. Yep. Like nice. kids are getting famous just from TikTok. Yeah. Just from yeah. Instagram. It's, just TikTok is a know? cheat code these straight days. Straight up. Man. I mean, it's so easy to just get a couple hundred views and some traction, and then it just kind of goes from there if people enjoy yep. what you're doing. So let me let me see what my next next question here is. Um. Yeah, let's let's do a little bit of a little bit of storytelling. So what give me like just give me two of your wildest stories that you can share from your time in gosh. LA. Oh gosh. Whether it has to do with public transportation or just a memory with friends. Just give me two of the tell, wildest tell stories. Tell me two of the wildest stories that you can share. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, yeah. One definitely leaps to mind. I'll have to search for the other one. But um one time I almost got the shit beat out of me on hollywood boulevard really yes what for well (laughs) (laughs) for context we were this was in my first year of school Mm -hmm. Um, oh so you were like 18 still 18 19 yeah i believe i was 19 at the time it was close to the end of it was um april march april something like that yeah yeah um but yeah still still a young boy Mm -hmm. (laughs) um finding himself in the city yeah uh and LA of all places. So I'm out with my friends. It's me, um, three other guys, and two girls. And we had just come from a birthday dinner for one of our other friends. 
those people had left, had gone home. We were still hanging around the mall. Right. This is Hollywood and Highland Mall. This is like a really, it's like in the center of Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, it's absolute yeah. garbage place. <laughs> Sorry, I just have a lot of. D- it's a, it's a, it's nice for what it is. If you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. But yeah, so we're up on the third floor. Hollywood and Highland has three levels. Um, we're up on the third tier. And we're overlooking the boulevard, mm-hmm. and um, the one girl and her friend were, they were like flipping coins off the side and they were like making bets on like all right if it's heads or tails yada yada okay, gonna, okay. whatever and they were going to go down and check i think all i see where this is going but this is people you were with or these were just random people these are people that there? i was with okay. my friends okay yeah so they're flipping coins off the side of the building yeah that's this is from the third tier which is pretty fucking high up um <laughs> uh so there are multiple street performers mm. on hollywood boulevard um Man, there's a lot of dancers that uh, perform at night in front of the big staircase and the escalators. So was this at nighttime? You yes, it was. There? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, important to note because that's when the dancers were out. Right. So. What kind of dancers? Like hip hop, pop and lock okay. type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. They're re- very good and talented. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. But one of the guys was like on his break, I guess, or he was taking a break, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And he was sitting on like a like a ledge or a bench right. down below. And they flip one of their coins off the side and it narrowly misses the guy. Like, so it didn't even right hit him. past his shoulder. Yeah. Okay. But we looked up and we, like, we had flipped it off and seen, we were like looking over the ledge. Yeah. We yeah. had seen that, like, oh shit. Oh my God, it might hit someone. So we were looking. Oh, we were like, oh no. my God, no, 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 no. Please you don't know? hit anybody. Right. And then he sees like a just a coin just fly past him and he looks up, obviously, and you to guys see where are it's all like, you know. Yeah. So that implies, mm. you know, to him that we were trying to hit him. That's a normal thought line, I so think. So this man rips off his shirt and sprints up the stairs. Oh, he's coming for so you. So he's guys. got three levels to go oh, and we panic. Wow. Fight How or high flight. Up are you guys, would you say? Gosh. Uh I'd say like twice this house. Okay. Yeah. So you're like up it's there a like a two bit. story house on top of a two story okay. house. Yeah, we're yeah. like pretty high up, maybe a bit higher actually. Um, we fight or flight. We flew. We were not about to engage with this man if we yeah. could. Yeah. Trying um, to avoid it at all costs. Unfortunately, uh, we were with, um, without very uh, speedy legs. We got mm. caught. This man confronts <laughs> us. Shirt off by the way shirt off and everything yeah in, in and he has like place. a huge tattoo that says like god is my king or something like that with like the feather graphics and interesting all across his chest right and he proceeds to very ironically start cussing us out <laughs> and talk about how like you don't fuck with me man like you know all this shit and my <laughs> my other friend one of my male friends um we're all kind of frozen trying to de-escalate him like okay man like we're sorry blah 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 um and <laughs> my male one of my male friends he i guess had some issues with some like pride masculinity something because he uh-huh. thought it was hilarious that this guy was like antagonizing <laughs> like, us right. so he decided to antagonize him back oh no so after we we successfully de-escalate this right. man and then he's he- like all right whatever he walks back down puts his shirt back on he walks down, back down the stairs uh, don't tell me he like goes after there's, him and, like, on the second floor of Hollywood and Highland. There's like, there's a giant staircase that goes down to the main level to the, down right, to the street. Right. 
and we're on a balcony that overlooks that that staircase on the okay. second level. We've just okay. been on the third. Yeah. And my friend decides to just go, "Hey, man," and lifts up his shirt. And so I recognize this as a very bad thing. Right. And I I'm looking at the guy like, "Hey, he's joking. Ignore him. Please please ignore him." He just looks up at us, rips off his shirt and sprints and back he comes up the stairs. Back. My friend sprints into a Skechers store, hiding ducking, from the whole thing, ducking the fade. leaving the group of us, this is now three guys and two girls, to deal with this man. I am the only one he's seen consistently, the only male anyways. You were talking to him de-escalating it, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. So he oh, comes up to me with, I've never had this happen to me in my life before. I've never, I'm not a, I'm not a confrontational dude. Right. I don't fight. That's not my thing. Right. Any chance at conflict, I am trying to de-escalate with my words. Correct. You know? Me too. Yeah. So I'm talking like fire in this. Like he wants to fucking hit me. I've never so, felt that from another human being yeah, before. So your friend, just because he lifted his... Sh- well, he was already upset about the coin thing. Correct. And so he, he was just... But then the, that was what... He antagonized him even further, which was... Did he was, have that look in his eyes the first time that he ran Yes. Up? Okay. Well... I mean, I could, I would assu- only assume so because I started running like immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happens um, when he when he comes up the second time? So he comes up the second time and he's like, "I'm like, I manage somehow, somehow, my words just manage to like stop him in his tracks." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" We having like an out of body experience. Yeah, like- it was it was crazy. I was in a fugue state, just like <laughs> true de escalate, like pure de escalation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I managed to get him to not hit me Mm. so that was a success yeah that's always good and then i was saying look man my friend he's a comedian he just that's the way he is i'm sorry but like that's just it wasn't that wasn't us that was him right he's like well where the fuck is he yeah and i was like i don't know man he ran off Knowing that he was, no. li- we were literally outside the sketch yeah, store. You weren't about to snitch My on friend him was like, wa- like <laughs> in the store, like you know, peeking behind a mannequin or something. Um, I learned that from him later. Uh, oh, that he was watching the whole thing. I yeah, I think so. I don't want to <laughs> slander him. I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll watch this one day and right, tell right. me that I was wrong. But mm. I know he was in there, and mm. we were just outside the store. And you weren't gonna snitch on him. No, hundred percent. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. You know, what this man was also like, I didn't know what this man was gonna do. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I, I don't want to put my friend in danger. Yeah, He's exactly. a fucking idiot for putting us in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. But like, you know, I'm yeah, I'm a good, I'm a good friend. Yeah, not gonna like you need to do dumb shit him. when you're young. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Like, so, anyways, this man's like, all right, I'll wait. <laughs> so this just it keeps going. So he just stands there with us. Wait, wait. So he's like, like just standing with your group like, of yeah, people, man, like I'll wait, wait, waiting for your friend to come back. I'll wait for him to come back. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's psychotic. Yeah, and we were. I was like, my anxiety was at an all time yeah, high, bro. Like, like, it's just like prolonging an inevitable situation. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what do you do in that filler time? So this is where, um, so the two girls that were there, um, one of them was our friend, for, like from school, and one of them was her friend from out of town. Okay. Who was visiting? Right. <laughs> Which crazy situation to be like visiting into? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Then uh, my friend's friend, she's like, excuse me, mister, please, putting on the charm, like, we just want to go home. Can you please let these guys just walk us home? Mm -hmm. Turn on the charm and everything. (laughs) And so thankful that they did that 
because he looked at them, then looked me like up and down. He was like, they just saved your fucking life. Whoa. And then walked away, put his shirt back on, walked down the stairs. Whoa. He said to you, they just saved your life. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go outside for like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I might Let me tell you, again. man, two, like I lived in LA. That was, that happened in 2016. I lived in LA until 2020. Yeah. Every yeah. single time I was at Hollywood and Highland Mall, I got a little bit nervous. I got a little bit nervous. Did you ever see the guy again? A couple times. From from across the street and mm-hmm. I will I like pit in my stomach like yeah, full on like yeah. trauma response type of shit. Dude, that is yeah. actually nuts. I've never had anybody tell me like your life just got saved or something like that would be It was it was intense. It's like eerie yeah. to hear like what could have happened if they didn't yeah. speak up or something like Jesus. He seemed to be at least all talk, mostly talk yeah, anyways. It probably I feel was. like anyone who was truly unhinged would have just hit me. I was going to say, he would have swung right away. Yeah. But still, something... But as a 19-year-old who had never been in any fights before, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it was crazy. I, I hadn't... I told that story to, oh my gosh, like so yeah, many people. Like, it was just insane. Seeing somebody take their shirt off and start running into the building. Knowing they're coming, coming at, at you. Oh, dude. I'd probably piss myself. And like. he and like during the de-escalation process, we definitely like tried our best to explain to him what we were doing. Yeah. He was he not hearing us it. at all. Like it was very much like you guys were going after me. I'm going to fucking, mm. you know, take my revenge or some shit like that. So, yeah, he was taking it personal. He didn't want to hear what you guys were having to say. Like mm. just kids being dumb. Hmm. Interesting. So when's the last time you saw him? The last time I saw him, I think I was visiting um my friend kane at i met kane bennett yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. um i was visiting them at ben and jerry's where they used to work okay okay was that near the near that place that was literally like they opened it right on the staircase like if i remember correctly uh interesting like as you went up there were like little stores on the sides of the staircase okay, okay. and you could go to like ben, ben and jerry's, jerry's or sephora or something yeah yeah yeah. okay cool something like that or maybe sephora was on the main level yeah. but yeah how many years ago was that now the last time you saw him three years probably oh wow so you had seen him kind of here and there for a couple of years then yeah and well i worked i worked at a candy store on hollywood boulevard yeah, so yeah. i was at hollywood and highland mall regularly and often because not only did I live off of Hollywood Boulevard pretty much my whole time in LA, mm-hmm. I also worked on Hollywood Boulevard for a good majority yeah, of that for time. A while. So I was anxious a lot. For sure, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different people in LA. Like, you never know who's who, right? 100%. But working at that candy store, who was, did you ever run into famous people? Like, or just people of note? Like, who, who'd you meet? At while the you candy were store, I, the only person of note, oh, no, two people of note that I met was, uh, so in the candy store, this is, there were so many rooms that were not candy. Mm. It was crazy. Like we had a room dedicated to Elvira. We had a room dedicated. She's like an 80s or 70s like horror, like baddie. Okay. It was like a, like her whole brand was like her boobs <laughs> and like in a horror dress. Okay. Like we were just like selling like, like yeah art pieces, not art pieces, but like collective memorabilia. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word. Stuff like that. Interesting. Okay. Um, and that was in a candy store. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we had a room that was dedicated. <laughs> yeah, we had a room that was dedicated to Fudge. Okay, um, that, that at least makes sense. Yeah, in yeah. a candy store. But <laughs> outside of that, Fudge 
like counter there was like just horror memorabilia like goosebumps and shit like like that shop slash candy store no because then in another room there was a room dedicated to rupaul who's like a really famous drag queen oh rupaul's drag race is like the most popular yeah i've heard of that yeah yeah um and so i guess that's just la it's Hollywood Boulevard. That's what that is. That's what that Literally, is. Literally, Hollywood Boulevard is just consumerism, mm-hmm. capitalism at its finest. Right. Like, yeah. Anyways. Um, oh, yeah. And we had Elvira's car in the store for a while. Really? Yeah. It was Her some, car? Yeah. Like, because she made, like, movies or t- she had a TV show. Yeah. Something like that. And, yeah, like. Why not park Look, it? she's a rich woman. She went after it, bro. Like, straight up. When you're rich, she you created a whole brand. Like, props to her for real. For sure. For so sure. we had like, I guess, her car, and people would come and visit, and I don't know. It was wild. We yeah. also had a chocolate so, lab so in there. You met her? No, I met RuPaul. Okay. Who is uh, outside of uh, drag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's very tall. Yeah, how very tall. tall. Is he? Like I'm, like six. How how tall are you? Six three. You're six three. He's probably like a good three or four inches taller than you. Oh, damn. So he's like NBA player. Straight right. up. Wow. And then, then I don't think he was even wearing heels. So when he's in drag, mm-hmm. he's, he's like, taller. he's like definitely like close to seven feet tall. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It was, it was wild. And I just validated like his parking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we had, there was like Did an you know event. who he was when he walked in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Did you get a picture or anything? No, I honestly should have, but yeah. no, I didn't. I choked. <laughs> um, Some, dude, sometimes in those moments, it's like, oh. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. One I'll, tell, t- I'll, I'll share a story in a minute of somebody famous I met. Absolutely. Funny, I would love that. Yeah. Then the other famous person I met while I was at Sweet, while I was at the candy store specifically, mm-hmm. was um, Penn Badgley, the actor. What's he been in? Uh, Fuck. He's been in Gossip Girl, I think. Okay. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but I think he's mostly known for Gossip Girl because that's like a huge yeah, cult yeah, following yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Not even cult following. It's just Is popular. he like a main character on there? Because I can't. I think he's one of the main boys. The he's one okay. of the main hottie boys. What was he like? Uh, he was really, he was really low key. I only noticed who he was. Mm-hmm. He had a huge beard. Yeah. And he was buying stuff for his kids. Okay. Um, I don't know what the hell he was doing on Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard. Like that made no sense to me. But the only reason I found out was he gave me his credit card. Mm-hmm. And on oh, it, it said on there. Pen, ba- Pen Badgley. And I was like, I feel like there's not that many Pen, Pen? Badgleys. Yeah, your name is Pen. You're, you know. And then I looked at his face and I was like, yep. And then mm. when he was gone, I for, I made sure, I double checked, I Googled it. Yeah, yeah. It for sure That's was awesome. him. Didn't you meet Shia LaBeouf? Didn't somebody, who told me about that? <laughs> no, no. Uh, no one, I have not met Shia LaBeouf. But one of my friends from school, I remember, uh, she came back in. She went to go get lunch or something. Yeah. She came back and she was like, oh my God, guys, I literally saw Shia LaBeouf. This was in 20, 2015. Okay. Because I remember vaguely hearing this he was story. Where, he, was, he was like, he had like a pickup truck <laughs> and he just... Piece w- of shit. Like, yeah, no, he's like for sure like an abuser. Yeah, uh, yeah. But at the time it was like, oh, dude's fucking <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. He did a killer job um, playing Cody Maverick though in Surf's Up. Have you ever seen that? I have... Great I have watched movie. Surf's Up. She knows. She's yeah. Sorry, my girlfriend's here. By the way, <laughs> Marissa, say I don't know. If she, you can see. She's her. not on yeah, camera. There oh, there's is. a hand. There's a hand. Um, but uh, yeah, so she showed me that movie. Wild, absolutely Surf's, wild. Which, which movie? Surf's, Surf's Up. Up. Oh, dude. Oh, it's yeah. Fantastic. It's crazy. And it's so good. underrated. Yeah, I had I had never heard of it. Yeah, never it's, heard it's of it. It's very like underground. I just it was like I was in third grade and my parents like 
<laughs> rented it on on demand for me or something one day after I came in from playing outside, and uh, I was just eating lunch watching this movie, and I was like, "This is fucking hilarious." Yeah, yeah it's really like this, good. This it is just top tier. And the cast and it's so underrated. It's so good. Jeff Bridges, like it was insane. It's, when it's I like, cast, it reminds like, me of like The Office. In terms oh, of like yeah. how they do the cutaways and everybody's oh, yeah, just the, sarcastic. Oh, like yeah, the interview style and yeah, everything. Yeah, that's right. It's really yeah. great. But, um, okay, yeah. Tell me about the famous person you met. Okay, so I work at the Jimmy John still, right? Of course. And this was like 2021. 20, this is about a year ago, like last June or July. I can't remember. But yeah. Millie Bobby Brown came in. And, you know, this was 11 herself. Yeah, everyone was still wearing masks at this point. So I didn't. And plus, I don't watch Stranger Things. Funny enough, though, I had just watched um, Godzilla vs. Kong, like, <laughs> like a few days before this happened. What a wild way to notice her. Right. Like, so, hey, I loved you in Godzilla vs. Kong. I, dude, I didn't even get a chance to Stranger say things. that. Because I just kind of like, I, don't, it, I didn't even know at first. So she comes in by herself. Um, no one else is, was in the store except for me and my fire, my other coworkers, right? Yeah. And um, she has the British accent and everything. She's ordering her food. She was like, no, no tomato, please. No tomato. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I was like, where are you from? <laughs> and everyone starts clowning me for asking where she's from. I'm like, you know, there's different parts of Britain. 100%. And she tells me she's from London. I was like, okay, cool. And everyone's still clowning me. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, sorry. <laughs> they don't I, know that. Sorry know I asked a question. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 100%. No, but uh, we're just, we were just kind of. You don't going, deserve that, bro. Yeah, we were all just kind of <laughs> laughing. She was laughing with us. And um, I asked her, like, if she wanted a bag or whatever. And she was really sweet. And then um, my coworker, um, Melissa, says, she like kind of leans in and she's like, is that Millie Bobby Brown? I was like, huh? Why would you, who? Because yeah. like at the time, like obviously I knew who she was, but I like, that was the last thing I would ever think right. of. And then um, my other coworker is like, dude, I think that's Millie Bobby Brown. And I was like, <laughs> no shot. Why would she be here? Right. So it turns out the... Uh, um, this is all happening Melissa, while she's ordering? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> as we're all kind of talking, they're like whispering to me. And I was like, I don't know, ask. And so Melissa goes, she goes, excuse me, what's your name? And like, because we had, we were just having a regular conversation, like all of us. And she was like, she knew it was coming. Sure. So she, she was just like, she was like, it's Millie. And then they just start freaking out, fangirling. Yeah. Uh, you saw the picture, I think, from a couple, I posted it on my Instagram story. Uh, I'll show you after this. If yeah, you maybe me. I don't remember, but, but yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I think my brother told me this second hand, okay. which is why it vaguely feels like a memory. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you the picture. Okay. But we, uh, before she left, um, we were like, can we get a picture? And she was like, yeah, but my driver's waiting on me. She was so sweet to take my a picture driver. with us. My yeah. Driver. Yeah. I love oh, that. and then when she left, she pulls out in this like all blacked out, like truck SUV thing. And it's like, man, I can't believe she I came love... in there by herself, <laughs> but like, oh, she was in town filming stranger things. That's what that it was. Cause they, they film yeah. around here. Yeah, so. for sure. I, that makes sense. I love that she was just had a hankering for Jimmy John's. Yeah, like, isn't that hilarious? Yeah, I remember what she ordered too. She ordered a, a veggie, uh, veggie sub with no tomatoes. For sure, gotta keep it, <laughs> gotta keep it healthy, man. She ordered something else for her driver, I think, is what it was. Cute, but uh, yeah, she was really sweet, really nice. It was just a she regular. That she way. seemed like a regular person, like regular interaction. But as much as you could, being ultra mm-hmm. famous, like from yeah. the time you're what ten, right? And having the masks also kind of helps like i was thinking that like it it must be it was honestly probably just a super boon for celebrities Mm -hmm. when masks started being like super mandated because like not only do you have to do a little more because like the sunglasses and the hat are dumb because everyone (laughs) knows who you are right but like with a mask we marissa and i were literally just talking the other day like how genuinely it because we had a waitress the other day that we were like damn like she's kind of fine like yeah and it was just her eyes. Mm. And then she took it off and she wasn't really our thing. It's a mask fish. But it was... 
You know what mask fishing is? You've mm. heard of it. Mask fishing? Yeah. Oh, like catfishing? Yeah. Oh, except <laughs> no, like, I've never. You heard think of that, someone's but. pretty with a mask on, and then they take the mask off, and it's like, ooh, not really. But it, it, it was just shocking because it was like, whoa, like that completely changes our per- like the perception of absolutely just You're, the eyes and yeah, stuff is yeah. crazy. So that must be great for celebrities. They were like, fuck for yeah, sure. I'm wearing a mask for sure. forever. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. But yeah, that was really cool. That's really the only famous person I've been like you know, actually met and talked to. Yeah. I've, I've stood next to two chains at a, at a Hawks game. <laughs> I've seen plenty of rappers there. Yo, and like, he has just, a farm. Really? Is it, is it not? No, it's Waka Flocka who has a farm. Like a weed farm? No, like a farm. like a Or like an actual like, like animals. He, has, he grows crops. Oh, and like sorry. Animals, I, <laughs> I think. I read that somewhere. I just thought that that was so fucking wholesome. Interesting. Oh, my friend, you know who Nardo Wick is? Nardo Wick. New rapper from not. the Atlanta area. He was at a Noonan, or a gas station in Noonan uh, a couple weeks ago. My friend just bumped into him. And like took a picture with him and everything. It's just hilarious. Like you see a lot. Of, like we were talking about this on the last uh, episode. Just Atlanta's a hot spot for music. Obviously, you know that it's been and a hot spot. Yeah, facts. Man. So you just run into rappers and just high profile people every time you go out. You know, maybe not every time, but you definitely see them out. I yeah, mean, I've seen plenty of them. And with the growth of like Atlanta as just a place for film, like mm-hmm. you're just seeing all sorts of artists kind of flock here. Absolutely. And I saying, honestly don't think it's turning into LA. I think it's going to be. I think so. Too. I think it's just like a cooler, like not. LA is cool too, but Dude, I love I saw, having like sorry. a. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. I just love having a city in a forest. I think that's just yeah. such a oh, cool aesthetic and so like, dope. Yeah. Anyways, love Atlanta. But dude, I saw Antonio Brown the other no day, way. like a couple of months ago. This was like right after the whole <laughs> yeah, ripping his like, jersey off thing and running off the field. He's honestly that that is not dissimilar from like the kind <laughs> of energy that that guy on Hollywood Boulevard had. Yeah, for me, like, ripping the shirt. Yeah. yeah. So that was like right after that, and he he was at a Hawks game, sitting courtside, and he had his uh, had a Super Bowl championship ring on, and he was wearing like a brown getup with like these all blacked out pants, and you could see all his jewelry yeah. blinging from the from the top of the stadium, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, this guy, and then they put him on the jumbotron, and it's just like, <laughs> man, this guy is an interesting person. Because literally, literally two days ago, you just ran off the field yeah. mid game and quit, and now you're yeah. wearing your championship ring. Like, is he is he anywhere right now? Is he like signed or no, anything? No, I think he's done in the NFL. That was kind of like that his. Was, yeah, because he was already well, no, a question mark to begin with. He came back, did stayed the out of controversy. Sign- question mark? A couple years playoffs? ago. Well, he won a ring with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. That was when he came back, played a full season, kind of redeemed himself, and then that was like the last straw pretty much. Because remember, he was in the news like every other week for yeah, some something. controversy, whether it was abuse or just something he said or just kind of doing wacko shit. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's probably done, yeah. sadly. But, well, depends who you ask. Yeah. But let's move on to our next uh, yeah, next yeah. topic here. So um, you mentioned acting earlier, so I wanted to ask you about yeah. that. Um. Are you still pursuing that as heavily as you once were? Because I know music has kind of taken a front seat here. Yeah. But in terms of acting goes, how how is that? It's been. Um, I've had a. I think any 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 artist will echo this sentiment, but <laughs> it's been a a love hate relationship for sure. It's been lots of ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, I was very. So I got cast on this show called Brockmire. Yeah. And I had a, you know, like a two scenes on an episode. It was a guest star. It was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I'm playing the younger version of the main character on the show. Oh, wow. Hank Azaria is one of my, my heroes in terms yeah. of acting because I just admire him and his versatility. I love to do accents. He does accents and voices. I just, you know, yeah. he was one of those guys and I got to play the younger version of him on the show. I got to meet him. Hell yeah. Um, And 
what was he said my audition on? was good that was literally like immediately bricked up type of vibe like i was like <laughs> what you know it's like yeah one of your heroes compliments you you're like oh, oh. it was insane yeah, and yeah. just like because i knew that he had he's an executive producer he had to watch mm. my audition right and approve right. it yeah and yeah, be yeah. like this is the guy yeah yeah absolutely amongst many other people as well but like yeah but to be chosen for the role by it was an incredible to, was awesome incredible it was like my dream come true genuinely like i was like okay like from here this is where it's where it changes yeah was my this- scene got cut oh no <laughs> so a week before the air date i post about it i tag um oh, some of the crew members and people that were involved yeah yeah and one of them had the courtesy it was very kind to reach out to my manager and was like hey he we cut his scene please oh. tell you he should probably take that post down yada 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 was this so a my thing manager that was supposed to be on netflix Oh, did that uh, I think Brockmire airs on IFC, but it's also airing on it, it's also on Hulu. Okay, yeah, really funny show. You should genuinely check that out. But I didn't mean to cut you off though. Go ahead. No, Sorry. you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, uh, so then my manager calls me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Hey." I'm so sorry your scene got cut. And oh, so after that, that's such a letdown. It was re I was jaded for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't want to like, kind of like, like I don't want to do acting anymore. And you like, know what made me yeah. even more jaded? I extremely serendipitously, uh, about a year later or no, about six months later, I am coming back from a vacation. I took a, a vacation with my, a bunch of the boys. Yeah, we yeah. all went to Belize. It was really oh, nice. fun. Um, and we're on the plane back or mm-hmm. waiting to board the plane, uh, you know, after you go to the gate and give them their ticket yeah. and everything. Yeah. We're standing in line and I'm talking to the guys and I look back, just looking back. Uh-huh. I see the director of my episode. No chance. The guy who cut your shit? The guy who fucking cut my shit. Wow. So did um, you say anything to him? I did. He was very nice. He was very nice. I'm sure it wasn't ill intent or anything. No, like no. It's absolutely business as usual. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the, that's the they just tough part about everything. They didn't have time, you know. Yeah. Cut I, the time, too. What I didn't appreciate, though, was I was like, listen, hey, um, or no, I just, yeah, actually, I, I just went up to him. I was like, hey, man. And he was like, straight up, he was like, yo, hey, uh, you know, did, did, you, uh, did you get your footage? And I was like, no what did you cut motherfucker they, they cut <laughs> you guys cut my scene and he was right. like oh oh uh well here like i'm on the plane back to la so were we yeah, yeah. um when i get off just because te- we followed each other on instagram and this was coming back from belize right yeah we had a connecting flight in atlanta what were the chances atlanta of him being there coming back well because he oh, cause works you... regularly in atlanta okay, as a director okay. i thought yeah. you were coming straight okay i got yeah. you I got um <laughs> yeah crazy I was gonna say, in belize that's what i was thinking <laughs> that would have yeah. been insane that would have been insane yeah. um no so he was like when i get back to la i'm actually going to the the editing room mm-hmm. for something else yeah yeah just uh message me and remind me i'll, I'll get you your footage oh so did super he, nice did he send it to you no oh. he ghosted me three separate times wow read my messages on instagram ghosted me oh like he uh, said so then i was like and everything yeah oh, and then i was like i was like what a oh schmuck. well maybe well maybe maybe it's maybe it's like a professional thing maybe it'll be more legitimized if like say my manager reached out mm. to production right, right. to the right. editing house something yeah so i got my management to do that nothing just straight ghosted you straight up Dude, this just that's just what a phony. Yeah, it was I mean, it was really disappointing. And yeah, so after I feel like that's all kind that, of like a, a slap to the face wake up call. Like 
everything's a business. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like and like people put on a front and, and like, I'm not trying to, I I've, I've worked on like harboring like resentment towards him and the whole industry, yeah. frankly, cause I was mm-hmm. very mad. Yeah. Um, I would be and too. hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's very personal. It's like, it's your dream, you know? Mm-hmm. So then to get slapped in the face like that is like, damn. Yeah. Um, but after that, you know, I, I had always loved music. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like doing little personal concerts to myself when I was nine, like <laughs> way before I was like ever into theater, yeah. like in middle school and you stuff. You sing in the shower growing up? I feel like you Not, sing in the shower now. I definitely sing in the shower now. I didn't when I was growing up. I was normally at the desktop in my house in Virginia. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was always just like going through my dad's like classic <laughs> rock music. Cause that's like all he listened yeah, to. Yeah. Um, I feel like every, and I would just like sing to myself, pretend I was like singing to a girl or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Middle school fantasies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We have all been there. Yeah. So yeah. like that was something that was in me for a long, long time. And was I just denied for music. I denied that part of myself for hmm. a, a long time thinking that I, I, I had this mindset where it was like, well, no, I, I'm an actor, so I can't do X, Y, Z, you know? So now you're kind of, you embraced the Donald Glover route at some point 100% because I literally was like at a certain point I was like well what the fuck am I thinking everyone is everything You're trying we, to, yeah we hold within us infinite multitudes of possibility yeah don't pigeonhole yourself 100% we do not live in a binary my friend and that includes not just fucking gender and all that shit but like everything beyond that we love to put each put ourselves in boxes absolutely we don't realize like, what we can do what we're capable of exactly exactly so and just like, do it yeah, exactly. I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to do what I enjoy doing. And I'm going to, al- as soon as I allowed that to be true mm-hmm. for myself, the world opened up. Facts. And ironically, you know, the pandemic for all that it's, all of its shit, mm-hmm. um, the copious amounts of unemployment I got <laughs> provided <laughs> me with a lot the of resources right? yeah. to set up an entire home studio. There you go. And now I work out of my own house Yep. in a home studio that I purchased all myself to come up my brother and you know it's become a super viable thing and to answer your question i i am still pursuing acting it's just it now exists alongside mm-hmm. my it's other not, loves it's for not things. the main stage anymore like it once it's not was. my identity it's not my identity anymore for a long time it was yeah yeah and all of my self-worth that's why you went to la in the first place mm-hmm. so all of my self-worth was placed in i'm an actor instead mm-hmm. of like i am jordan did you, you know? and like you've kind of based your um, love for that kind of off your success, right? So yeah. because of the disappointment, it kind of like it affected me in my mind, in my absolutely. mental, you know. Yeah. And like that just was not. It's just not good. Yeah. And I think like as I had to go through that because as oh, soon as I as sure. soon as I allowed that to really hurt me, mm-hmm. and then allowed all those other things to um, grow all my other loves for different crafts, yep. different hobbies, et yeah. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It made me a better actor because the one thing with acting is, you know, you want to be free. Mm-hmm. You want to be in the moment. Um, and if you're desperately cloying for like, if you need this role, uh, people are going to tell and you're not going to be as free as you would be if you know that. Yeah. Like the, the, the mindset that I go into now is like, this is very fun to do and I love doing it but it's not going to destroy me or my life if I don't end up getting it. Right. Which yeah. is the reality for most actors. Like most of the things you, most artists, most of the things you 
<laughs> you go into and like try out for or audition for, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not going to get them. Yeah. You're going to be you're rejected, get rejected a lot. Yeah. We were talking about this with uh, our last guest, Jacoby. He does modeling. Oh um, shit. So, you know, reach yeah. out because he has to get an agent and then the agent has to, you know, works for a company and then they got to get him gigs. And it's like, you know, to get that, even to yeah. get into that position, you're going to be rejected a lot. 100%. by different companies so it's like the same thing and i feel like you have like you were kind of saying you got to go through those things to grow and uh get better really because i feel like probably acting has made you a better musician and musicians made you a better actor like you said it yes. all it all feeds into that one exactly thing and, oops. and yeah and having like a multitude of hobbies and things you love is, is great so yeah yeah and i think that everyone really has those a lot like sure. we just think that we can't mm-hmm. or shouldn't or all like yeah i don't know i just think life's too really fucking short that's why i started this on a whim i was like man i like talking yes i like you know working with video and audio is like my one of my favorite things i've done forever why not put it together into something i enjoy doing so props to you man that that, bro even that even that thing takes a lot of courage so for sure props to you man for real appreciate that man so uh let's move on from that let's go a little deeper into the music side of it um i guess just tell us about your music career What's it like being in a, you know, an up and coming artist in 2022? And I got a couple more questions based off of that. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure so, it's a easier to get out there this day and age. Yeah. I mean, era. but what's your experience been like the first? So I played guitar. I picked up the guitar, the acoustic guitar specifically in 2016. My brother is a insane guitarist, you know, insane composer, just in a <laughs> literally. Yeah. Insane. We just went on tour. He's just incredible. Right. Literally. You should have him on, bro. Uh, oh, I definitely am. Definitely yeah. am. Uh, he's amazing. And he had a, an acoustic guitar in the house. And I just decided to pick it up one day. I think like the the inner me, the inner life was like, you know, I need to be doing this. But mm. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll learn a couple chords. And, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know. And, um, and that started me on like this musical journey. But I was only doing like covers. I was doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Mm just uh learning songs that i enjoy like that was it and then i got my heart broken mm. <laughs> and immediately after you gotta you know, go through a couple of those and you know pr- shouts out to my brother though <laughs> he was always telling me to write original music but i was like oh no no it's like not for me or whatever and then um i was in a really long relationship uh we ended it or she ended it and i was so sad it was a good breakup like it was amicable as fuck mm-hmm. which crazy it was amazing yeah, i'm very grateful to have I that. that i remember that time yeah exactly so i um started writing original music after that and after a while i had like an album's worth of material mm-hmm. and i was just doing this by the way on garage band with earbuds i was making demos uh it's not how they ended up on spotify like i got them produced and right, right, that. Right. but to start with that to start with doing, i yeah. created Everybody an entire album on garage band all i had was a guitar an iphone <laughs> and earbuds and wow. i was able to make it wasn't great sounding mm-hmm. but very famously steve lacy if you know who that is i do not he's kind of like a neo soul hip-hop funk kind of guy okay okay you should check him out i think you'd honestly really fuck with his music word, word. He started on GarageBand and it was good. It was very mm. good. Like the stuff that you're capable of doing now, they've made cuz it used to be like even back in the 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s to 2010s, it was like you 
needed a record deal. Yeah. You needed to really grind and shell out a fuck ton of money to get yourself out get yourself a, a record deal maybe and then maybe you hit it big mm. maybe they get you for a second album etc yeah. etc et nowadays like, you can like you have a home studio yes you can put yourself out there and i'm i you know i i produce now for money i'm producing for other people i have a really great setup you because got clients and stuff now yeah, yeah, yeah. but big guy like shit. i could do everything i'm doing for way less mm-hmm. and people are actively doing that and mm. It just opens up the worlds to artists that no one would hear otherwise. Absolutely. Voices that people, they, they would just come and go and no one would have, the masses would never have heard them. That's another great reason why TikTok is amazing. Oh, dude, it is. Because it just puts platform. artists in front of you and like, it's such a great way to grow if you if you can do it and not let it drive you insane. Yeah, yeah. Social media does very much suck but it's also like it's a it's double-edged a, sword yeah, you know? you, yeah exactly you take the good with the bad with it it's i've gotten every single piece of business that i've done for music production from instagram so there you, I, have you know it. There, you it, have there it is right like but yeah like i i made an i made an album it's mm-hmm. called things to do in montreal yes it's you know it's really good thank you man very good i remember hearing it in LA yeah. for the first time and i was like <laughs> man so who are your like your biggest inspirations for music i know you mentioned brandon but like in terms of like actual artists that you try to like not model after but yeah. like you take inspiration from well i would say brandon in terms of his drive absolutely i mean he's that always guy, he's that always writing different and always yeah he he is he's when built it comes to music, for sure yeah. man he's got just got this incredible drive and ambition and i, can't I always admired that yeah yeah um and uh when you have him on you should play like a clip you should play like a clip of him like Oh, straight for shredding. sure, for sure. I might um, have him bring the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he would absolutely hate that. No, he would. He would. Um, but no, in terms of like artists that I'm modeling myself after, I mean, I like to think I'm unique or whatever. But yeah, like, of course. Um, just draw inspiration from is Bonnie Vare. Okay, Justin Vernon is yeah, yeah, the. Yeah. He was a single artist, but now Bonnie Vare is kind of like this collective. I've heard both of those names. Um, Bonnie Vare just inspires me in terms of the way that they push their sound. Mm-hmm. Um, from folk to electronic and everything in between, they they just any anyone who blends genre, I love Alt J the band. Yeah, that's a cool concept. Really, really fucks with, fucks around with like the formats and their sound choice and yeah. stuff. Being I really is great. I also really love um, that's like more like the sonic inspiration and the lyrical inspiration too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bonnie Varen, the Joe Newman, who is the singer of Alt J, the guy who writes most of the lyrics. Okay. They have very cryptic and um, dense is how I would describe the lyrics. They're not straightforward. Yeah. They're kind of, they're heavily metaphorical oftentimes. Right, right. Or they're just using, they're describing things that we all know, like love, depression, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. Um, in different, in ways that I, that were just so unique and that really appealed to me. Yeah. And I tried to emulate that in my own songwriting is find ways to talk about things that we all relate to. Just but, in a creative way. Yeah. That not many people do. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. Like when a song is titled You or whatever or Home, I'm like, there's a more, there, it could be an amazing song, genuinely, like whatever. It's just not but very like, deep. I just want, I want um, my friend Faith, she's a recording artist too, mm-hmm. fucking beautiful voice, amazing, I think amazing I met artist. Her once. You met her. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, she's she's popping off right now. She's got like sixty thousand monthly listeners on Spotify oh, wow. and shit. Really, she's crushing it, Good man. Good for her. Man. She just had one of her songs on um the Ultimatum on Netflix. Oh wow, yeah. So she's getting some uh she's getting some, some royalties man. for that. Yeah, dude, oh, like man. she's crushing it. That's awesome. It's man. another like, person who inspires me, man. Her her drive and her ambition has been mm-hmm. just amazing to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so sick. Um, like, do you have a like you have a hand in all this? All this stuff is dope too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she has a song that she hasn't released yet, mm-hmm. but it's called Roller Skates. Uh huh. And I poppy. just, I just love that because I don't know what it's about, and that makes me want to click on the song. It's something that means something to them that the listener just has to hear. Why? Hundred percent. It's ultra specific, and I'm like, like yeah. What get, is that about? Yeah, I yeah, need yeah. to know. You it's, know, it's different than the song called Home or You or whatever. Yeah interesting but yeah um in terms of like who i want to be as like a all-encompassing artist mm-hmm. i think donald glover is the main archetype him earlier yeah i mean he's just good he excels at everything he's he does man. he pursues so many different avenues and that's just kind of where i want to be at you know yeah absolutely. i want to be a jack of all trades i am a jack of all trades i'll, I'll say that yeah for sure but i just want to do it on a on a higher level on a professional level where i'm making a full living off of it because i'm not there yet but um, you're on the you right know, path. We're, we're, for on, sure. we're working on it. You, you know? said you have clients that you produce for. I do, yeah. And you have like you have people coming to your recording studio, right? Mm-hmm. And you record yeah. for them. Like when we have Carlos on, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to hear him. Like some <laughs> he of the just stuff. called me before coming he, here. By the he? way, yeah, yeah, Are you, yeah. Well, yeah. So um, leave that after. Oh, and Kenny Beats. Oh, okay. Kenny Beats inspires me a fuck ton as well, because I just isn't th- he like kind of a weirdo though, or am I Is thinking he? of somebody else? I don't know if he's a weirdo or not. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, somebody. I'm thinking of Adam Twenty Two. I don't know why oh, that. There's also a guy named Kyle Beats that like is on YouTube. Uh huh. He's like a YouTuber yeah. producer. Interesting. I know people are like people always roast him, but okay. Pretty sure Kenny Beats is kind of airtight. Like he's kind of like one of the good yeah, ones. Yeah. Okay. Because I've seen his name on Twitter before, and I saw like people <laughs> dragging him for something. I oh, it, I don't remember. I know. What it was for, I know his fan base loves to roast him. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe it was all just in fun. It's, yeah. I don't. He, remember he runs he runs the was. cave like that YouTube series where he gets rappers to like freestyle over a beat he makes in ten minutes. Oh, off of their suggestion. That's cool. That's, that's cool. If you don't know the cave, you would absolutely love it. Sounds like something I would literally really show you enjoyed. after this yeah, because that, it's fantastic. That. Um. His work ethic, his talent, the way he excels at a bunch of instruments and makes all kinds of music. He just produced like a fucking punk album. He's a hip hop producer. And he's but he a used punk album? A punk album. Punk album. Yeah, we're talking Interesting. like, like pop guitars. Punk? Yeah. No, 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 not even pop. We're talking pure punk, like rebels, like fucking just chaotic like, guitars like and Green Day type shit from a little more a little day. more harsh than green day but you're on the right track okay yeah okay. they're called idols the band is called okay. idols but that's just that's his range I, I just appreciate his range where he go he's a jack of all trades um same thing with Absolutely. phineas um billy eilish's brother okay. i really admire him as well nice i've gotten multiple comparisons to him even though we look nothing alike <laughs> comparisons like maybe in personality or in mm, production okay which is so very nice i'll have to do a little a more cool digging guy. there to see if, that, yeah. if i see any resemblances yeah but he's also an actor because he was on Glee for a little bit. Which one was he? Gosh, he was on... What, what was I watched character? like the first couple seasons of Glee. Yeah. So he's a later addition. Okay. He's like a guy... I've seen a lot of it. I'd, if I saw his character, I'd probably yeah. be like, oh, okay, that's who he is. He's but, blonde and got blue eyes. That gives you nothing, but... That's many people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's your what's your writing process like in terms of actually making music? Like, Do you just... Do you make your, uh, your track first 
or do you write well, the lyrics first or just what's your what's your process like so my my first two, my first two albums were mainly like very acoustic mm-hmm. they had some flourishes of electronic stuff but since i took producing into my own hands i've i've added the beats and all that electronic stuff that i've always wanted to do yeah um but it just took me to get to this point to kind of realize what i really wanted prairies to be as like uh a recording artist anyways right um so i used to start with honestly i still do it's always an acoustic song first yeah i'm always sitting down with i'm always sitting down with my acoustic guitar i think acoustic guitar will almost always be a part of any prairie song it's Mm -hmm. just it's it's part of your identity as an artist yeah blending acoustic folk and indie stuff with hip-hop and electronic music is like my shit yes that is like my absolute bread and butter and i just love it yeah there um, was elements of that on the new is it lofi or lofi 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 yeah I, well I, yeah I, that's a different that's that was a different release that yeah. was like a side project kind right of thing. There were, uh, but what you're talking about there were elements of that yep. on there i was gonna ask you about that next but yeah um but yeah go ahead but yeah my process really starts with just writing an, an acoustic song and that typically starts with a phrase will like flit into my head mm-hmm something interesting or a way to describe something that i'm feeling or yeah. going through yeah um and then i just try to find chords that kind of fit but it's very piecemeal it's very like sometimes i'll write a chord progression and then lyrics that i wrote like six months ago were yeah. like i'll be like oh yeah those kind of fit there huh. and then i just play tetris and like yeah join yeah. the two together and half my songs are made that way so you just have lyrics stowed whether in your brain yeah, or like somewhere else. I'll write something down that won't be like a fully realized song. Yeah. It's just something interesting or a way to describe something. Right. And I'll put it in my notes. You'll use that in the... Interesting. Yeah. That's sometimes, But sometimes process. though, like my last song I released called Bomb Shelter. Yeah. That was written in one hour full on. It was like a full song in one hour. Wow. Yeah. So I guess it just I was just super inspired the... and like getting everything yeah. down. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Because like everyone's process is different. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've like... Because some people just go in there and freestyle it yep and then others like you know write it down while they're listening to the beat yeah. or whatever that's an interesting way of like you described it like tetris that's cool yeah i've never yeah. heard of that before i've i've made several songs like that where yeah. it was like or i'll write a full song with the lyrics and everything fully done and then i'll be like i'll write a chord progression i'll be like wait but that song works better with this so i just take the lyrics and put it over the different guitar thing and then i put then i record the guitars into ableton Add the drums, add the synths, yeah. whatever it is, whatever it may be. So the process changes, project by project, song honestly, by song. Honestly, yeah, sometimes. and it's honestly, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't give you a straight answer. Oh but no, it's I, I love that that it's kind of. It's it it's depends. the same I think with acting too, where every role will demand something different of you, definitely. And you just have definitely. to you gotta tap adapt into that character, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes. Sometimes it'll be as easy as just stepping on set, and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. It'll only be until you have the costume on. Mm. I, that that works a lot of the time for me when I, I'll when do really all my research character. and I'll memorize and we'll rehearse and do whatever. But it really feels authentic for me a lot of the time when I put the costume on. Hell yeah! And I see myself in the mirror and I'm like, wow, like there it is. You know, that's the character. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, it just depends on everything. You have really. to be adaptable as an artist. Yeah, I feel that's, like that's awesome. Man. And especially if I'm, you know, as I've moved into producing for other people and writing for other people as yeah, well. Yeah. It's just been like, I have to adapt. I cannot force my own methods on someone else because mm-hmm. they're going to have methods all their own that are also going to change. Right. So you have to right. be adaptable. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to listen and do what they learn. want, but also do it the right way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, you said you're kind of getting there with making it your full-time living. You're on the right path for sure. How, uh, 
How close are you, would you say? I'd say 70% Hell yeah. uh, of my income is from music production. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's really that's, cool to that's say. That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, it's sporadic, you know, yeah. so some months are better than others. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like, I don't struggle as much as I used to. Hell yeah. And yeah. that is where everyone... No, that's like the first <laughs> really big mountain is like, I'm not struggling anymore. Yeah, yeah. So Being able yeah. to afford most necessities i can do that splurging is like not re like not not yet yeah not but, truly yet yeah um, but you'll get there we're, sure. we're getting there now you're past the point where all your clients are just friends i would imagine now these are people from instagram that you don't necessarily know or genuinely they most of them have been my peers still okay like it's just it's surprised me how many people because, you know, when I started music production, I had, like, a catalog of all my friends I know that make music. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like, so-and-so. I had, like, you know, five or six people that I knew, like, really fucked with music. Right. Yeah, you, but they you, were you either like a couple of them. They were either, like, doing their own thing, like, mm-hmm. and I was at a level in my production where I didn't want to reach out to them yet. I was kind of, you know, I still am learning a lot. Right. So, like. But now you're at a point where you're like, you do this. I Yeah, I can say that I do this, like, okay enough to be yeah, like, yeah. I think I'm a professional now. For you sure. Know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. But at the time, I was like, ah, fuck. But since I've been posting beats on my stories and just participating in social media and stuff, so many people have come out of the woodwork and been like, hey, I want to make music. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Not to them, but yeah. I'm like, whoa. Like, it just surprised you. I never thought, yeah. Carlos, for example, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. he's a kid that we both know from our, we went to high school together. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's mm-hmm. got a fucking incredible voice. Dude. But. I always thought that like, ah, oh, like he just does chorus and he does it for fun and right. whatever. But I, I guess, you know, a lot of, a lot more people than you think have yeah. these dreams. He showed that, me, he showed me some unreleased stuff a couple of days ago and I was just blown away. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said you did a lot of the production on yeah. uh, some of them. I was like, man, uh, like once, once he gets really out there, I think he'll be really successful. But I like, think so too. And like to say that you've had a hand in a lot of these people's success will probably be very and that's what, fulfilling it's, for you. It's already super gratifying because a lot of these people are first time people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to be able to, I just love being that conduit of like, okay, you have an idea. It's It's been living in you or in your phone or whatever mm-hmm. in your voice memos yeah, for yeah. a long time. And I get to be the person that helps you bring that to life and like, release it to the world that's so so gratifying i feel like your your you position know? yeah for sure is it you're very like what you do is very underappreciated in like the music industry yeah like, I, you're like a you're like a bridge from just thoughts and ideas to really putting it into i into think action, that so within the music industry mm-hmm. i think it is for sure appreciated like music people appreciate for it for sure but not but like that. the layman does half more than half of the people don't even know what like a music producer really does right. or that's those are the people i'm like talking about because like you'll hear about like oh yeah like um i love how drake like this beat that drake made or whatever and it's just like more than likely i mean he might have input now that he's been around the music for so long but they do that with a bunch of artists yeah implying that these artists all produce their own music which more I often thought than that not, for the longest time right. yeah so did i but once i learned about it i was like oh wait like there's a, there's lot, a lot of other people pe- involved in this yeah. one track yeah you know, not to mention a whole album or whatever yeah exactly so, yeah it's definitely eye-opening when you really dig into it and learns but i feel like the average person doesn't appreciate like yeah all of those moving parts that make yeah it happen, and it's but, not even yeah. it's not even like necessary all the, all the time like I, I don't think people should 
if they don't want to if they're not interested in it like yeah for at sure. the end of the day we're just making music for you to listen to and enjoy and if that's all you're getting from it that's fine you know absolutely all right let's see what else we got here um yeah do you enjoy songwriting or producing more if you had to say producing producing by far i feel like that's a lot more like you're kind of like in the lab like i can't know? even i'm getting geeked just like thinking <laughs> about it like taking all of these separate sounds we're talking you know synths kicks snares percussion percussion loops vocals all the instruments that you you can think of you already have those and there, there's a multitude of those then you put on top of that the amount of plugins and effects that you can do to these things yep. and the possibilities are endless and it's just really really exciting to like be able to dive in every day and not even know half the time what you're going to make and then mm -hmm. basically like manifesting or um giving birth to this thing that you made out of nothing yeah out of fully yeah. separate parts you know um, video editing kind of is, is the same way yeah so yeah what it's you're it's really really satisfying to yeah, me absolutely and like I just am so glad I allowed myself to like do this because I get so much joy from it. Yeah. And it's like helped you become the person you are today. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Let's see here. Oh, I was going to ask you about the, uh, you said it's lo-fi, right? Yes. The lo-fi album. What was the, you said it was just a side project, but what was the, what made you want to do that? So yeah, I released a project under the name Y Lung, mm -hmm. um, a couple, like about a week ago, a week or two ago. Yeah. And that was really just born out of, um, so there's this like stock music or film library or like footage library that yeah. I, I'm connected with. My friend Faith actually uh, connected me with them. Mm -hmm. And I had a couple of my own like Prairie songs on there. And I think I made like $2 oh, in one year. <laughs> nice. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know if this is the place for like my own original recorded music. Right. So, oh, but I was like, like I still want to participate. Were they music that people could use, and that's how you made the money right. off of it. Exactly. Okay. People okay. can buy them for their for their YouTube videos or right. ads. Two or two dollars in a year. Yeah. Oh, you're big balling. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well maybe maybe, I I mean, like I still want to be able to have my hands in a bunch of different places. Absolutely. Like, I yeah. want to have multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Smart. well, I still want to be participating in this library. Yeah. So I reached out to the guy. I was like, hey, like, do you guys do like instrumental beats, like lo-fi mm. beats? And he was like, yeah, yeah. That, um, we welcome that. Anything, you know, whatever, as long as it's good. And we were like, okay. So or I was like, okay, so shit. Let me just make a yeah. couple. I'm going to like, I was like, all right, let I'm me gonna just make, pump like, this out real quick. Well, I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took it upon myself. to. I was like, okay, I'm going to make these lo-fi beats. And I'm in the process. Like, I'm going to learn so much from just the making of mm -hmm. and i did about sound design about like effects and processing and all sorts of things about you know making the beat knock all yeah, that shit yeah, you know yeah. swinging you know uh a drum groove and all that all that stuff all yeah, that music yeah. stuff i learned so much from doing that and i was like okay at the beginning well shit i'm gonna learn i'm potentially gonna make money and if for nothing else, I definitely learned some things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even if it doesn't make any money, and so you, I they got approved. Your, they got approved. Nice. Yay! They're on the they're on the they're library. On it's yeah. filmpack.com, filmpac.com. Mm. Um, not sponsored, by the way. Yeah, not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, not yet. They're really sick, and um, when they got up there, I was like, you know what? 
I might as well just throw these on Spotify. Like, why not? Yeah, you know? that's why I listen to it. Yeah, exactly. And so I was just like, well, fuck it. So I designed, I very like quickly designed an album cover by myself. Yeah. Used my uh, partner's <laughs> Photoshop. Thanks, babe, by the way. Is she asleep? Nah, she's uh, chilling. That makes sense that she would be asleep, though. She loves to sleep. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Shots fired. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, she knows. <laughs> she knows. She knows herself. Um, But yeah, and then it just, yeah, just happened and people really fucked with it, which yeah, was kind of really cool. I mean, I don't want to say it was surprising because like I, I liked the beats, too. Mm-hmm. I don't ever put out anything that I don't think is good. Oh, of course. But like, yeah, I just was really my dad was like, I really love these lo-fi beats and I was, he was like lo-fi lo-fi and i was like yeah yeah lo-fi <laughs> it was so cute He's my dad's like me like i'm trying to yeah. figure out <laughs> i i got into lo-fi when i was on set of another acting job that i did and i had a lot of free time and so i was like doing just lots of like work i was taking notes on different things and whatever and i would i just wanted something in the background and i was like i know that that like there's like a joke that like lo-fi is like what you study and relax to right, something like that right. i was like I knew there was something with lo-fi. People so I looked it, it up and I really fucked with it. Yeah, it's really I became cool. one of those people. Yeah. It's just really relaxing it is, and it it's is. great music to have on in the background. It's really like atmospheric and like happy sounding. Yeah. Not all of it, but it gives it gives a nice vibe for any like dinner that you're having, you know, like just it's chill out music. It's very basically. yeah. Yeah. Um I love to clean to it as well, mm. like clean my house. Yeah, yeah. Um and it's really nice to be participating in that sphere now. It's like, yeah. you know, you're going to not putting in myself in a box. You know, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, exactly. Continue to expand your knowledge horizons in the music industry. And the more it's a you call back, do, baby, yeah. yes, sir. I know how to be on a podcast. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, let's see. I think I have one more topic here that we yeah. can discuss. Um, family is Canadian. Yes. You guys, you grew up in Canada for how old were you when you moved to the States? Because you guys moved four. to West Virginia, right? So you don't remember Virginia. W- regular Virginia. Yeah. Regular Virginia. You got to just. No west. Yeah, no west. East Virginia. Yeah, Easter, <laughs> Eastern Virginia. <laughs> right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> meaning it's literally east. We were in central Virginia, but, mm. you know, it's east of West Virginia. Correct. Correct. But you guys, you guys don't, well, you, I know Brandon doesn't really remember much from because he was like, what, two? Yeah. One or two when you yeah. guys, moved. do you I remember much at all from living in Canada? Very vague okay. memories. You know, like, I don't know if you guys ever, like, feel this too, but, do you ever have memories that you know you have in your brain and you remember them, but you think that they might be just from stories that people that your parents have told you mm. rather than like your actual lived experience? Because I, I have yes. memories from Montreal and where I grew up in Canada, but I'm unsure if it's stories or if it's actually memories yeah. or if it's just something i'm creating right you know i, I mean i'm gonna keep it real memories are a weird thing yeah dude they are because they're literally just like recallings of the past and they and they, they change they change, they change with they emotion do. and they as time goes by as exactly. well exactly so you never have like a clear picture of it but um kind of lost my train of thought i'm gonna see if i can find it here <laughs> real quick it's okay but like you can always oh, cut around yeah, this yeah, bro. i remember i remember so like i'm gonna keep it real like my real memories don't really start until like first or second grade 100 percent. like i don't remember much from before i was five or six seven the only like concrete (laughs) the only concrete i know that i remember it is kind of like the first memory in my brain Mm -hmm. is i must have been three or four years old my mom served me fish for the first time i didn't enjoy it 
Mm, I just remember that. I didn't like it. Knowing your mom, it must have been some actually like cooked fish, not not fish sticks. You know, she was like cooking up. Like it was fire. Objectively, I'm (laughs) almost 100% sure. But it's just like as a kid, you're like to everything. You know what I mean? Like mac and cheese or exactly PB and J's or whatever. And I was spoiled too. Like I grew up eating a bunch of different stuff Mm -hmm. that I loved. It's just, I don't know. Fish for my four year old brain was like. <laughs> not computing i don't creature, know right? yeah. yeah i don't know um but yeah like now i really fuck with seafood even though we're trying to only have sustainable seafood because fuck commercial fishing mm, uh based yeah straight up <laughs> but yeah um yeah i don't have too many early memories my, my memories start when we yeah. moved to virginia really okay so i was gonna ask you just to tell a couple of stories from like just growing up with brandon growing up <laughs> with your family your family's kind of interesting you know (laughs) how was my family interesting alex i want to know uh just a great dynamic (laughs) a lot of a lot of characters that just blend very well and interestingly so but yeah Yeah. just tell me a couple stories about um just growing up that that stand out to you that are funny or whatever i well my brother and i the whole we lived in a cul-de-sac um so we as kids were playing outside all the time yeah yeah. all the time every every night practically and uh i don't know there's there's so many different memories like i loved we would we had this elementary school that um was built like in a couple like developments over that we all went to yeah it's called winter park elementary in Mm -hmm. in chesterfield virginia interesting name shouts out chesterfield (laughs) um and we would a bunch of us kids would like get on our bikes. I, d- I didn't ride a bike by the way. I didn't learn how to ride a bike, like a two wheeled bike until I was like 12 or 13. Really? Yeah. I was a lay bloomer. Wow. For sure. Yeah. Did I was just training wheels up until that point or I just, just chose ride to ride on a razor scooter instead. Mm. It made me look cool. It was like, I don't have to do with like, Oh, yeah. you don't know how to ride a bike. Yeah. It's like, but I'm still riding like a sick, yeah, you know, exactly. it was absolutely ter- like awful. Why would mm. I, we were riding on like uphills. I would have to like be, you know, like <laughs> oh you <laughs> yeah really exactly that bitch to get up yeah there. yeah. And everyone else was just like chilling like right like yeah. Look at this tool. Yeah, exactly. Riding a scooter up a hill. But yeah, like we would go up to the we would just drive like drive, ride through all the all the Times neighborhoods and like yeah hundred percent. Just ride through all the neighborhoods and like go and play on the playgrounds mm-hmm. when the when the mm-hmm. school was like out yeah, on weekends. Yeah. And that was always really, really fun. God, I feel like we all had the same childhood because... Don't even get me started. That's what we did too. Like ride, yeah. our, ride our bikes over to the playground and just play outside for hours. Yeah. A lot of fun. I would play like imaginary games with my friends when mm-hmm. I was littler, especially. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. We would pretend we were like superheroes. <laughs> We'd pretend we'd have like girlfriends and shit like that. <laughs> the dream. Like fake make out with like... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it was really you ever, bad. You ever play house as a kid? Oh, 100%, man. <laughs> Dude, I was uh, probably in like second grade and um we were playing house on the on the playset outside this was at school oh boy yeah okay. and this girl her name was uh dominique okay she was like uh i think she was in our same grade but she was just like had more knowledge of like just human interaction i guess is a way to put it and so mm-hmm. she was like um i'll be i'll be mommy you be daddy blah 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 i was like all uh-huh. right whatever uh-huh. and we had like our other friends were like the kids or whatever and she she like lays down like she, we're like at the top of the slide right you know there's like a platform there she like mm-hmm. lays down her hoodie and her jacket and we lived in michigan so it's kind of like cold it's like why are you taking your jacket and your hoodie off 
right now. Anyway, she lays them down <laughs> and she lays down like on her back and she's like, get on top of me. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, huh? What? what are you talking? We're in second grade. And I'm just like, she's like, this is what we do. Yeah. She was like, this is what mommy and daddy do. Oh my God. This is what adults do. I was like, okay. So I just like, <laughs> she's laying this way. I like laid across. Her <laughs> so we just looked like a, we looked like an X <laughs> or like a plus sign. <laughs> and so, Holy shit. cause I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I'm like six, seven years old. Yeah, right? of course. And so, Anyway, it's just awkward as how weird get up and like someone, someone we should have sex, man. <laughs> just lay across each other. Just make an X. Yeah. Make an X and that's it. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> no, but like afterwards, somebody like told me that she was, um, uh, not, what's the little kid word for saying someone's a, a hoe? Cause like it didn't, those words that didn't that's really in my vocabulary. Exist. Those words didn't really exist back then. So like, yeah, I can't remember what someone told me, but they basically were saying like that. She was just trying to like get with dudes at recess or some shit. And I guess getting with dudes at that time was making an X. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I don't know. That was a very strange playground memory that just yeah, popped that, back in. I don't know if I've ever done that, but like <laughs> the playground was a crazy crazy it was place. home to a lot of weird just shit a lot of strange yeah encounters. yeah it's like it's a microcosm for like what honestly living in a city is like because it's mm. just lots of chaotic things yeah oh another la story uh for public transportation actually okay uh was one of the times i got on to the bus and there's really no other way to say that a guy just brought a katana onto the bus like a full-on sword like samurai shit straight up but he wasn't like dressed like it was just like a white guy he just had a katana that's unsheathed like you know the blade so like weaponry he absolutely could have killed a bunch of people on that bus what if he wanted to he didn't but like after seeing that was like a moment for me in LA where I was like, I've seen everything. Right. I've seen I mean, it all now. That doesn't I even think. really phase me that much. Yeah. Because we've all seen crazy shit living in Atlanta, LA. Yeah. Whatever. And I feel like with social media, we New just York. get all the bad news all day, every Absolutely. day. So like, I'm just like completely like, all right. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, a katana on a bus. Yeah. Right, it is cool. What it is. I could be murdered. Yeah. It's like, I'll just stay away from that guy. You'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh man, there's also that's another still, time. That's definitely interesting though. Yeah, there was also another time where, oh, bo on the pub on public transit oh. is crazy, dude. Especially on a hot ass day. Oh, don't even. And you're all started. standing outside waiting for the bus, like at school. Yeah. Like at Georgia State. I sat next to this dude. We started talking about basketball, and I just I don't think it was him, but just the smell of pit. Yeah. Human straight armpit, pit. Just flooding the bus like the ac was broken on that bus yeah so it was just it was just acidic terrible. yeah you know yeah i <laughs> i don't know if you want this as content but no go for I it got, Any, anything on the table i became just... very privy to like understanding the different types of bo really there's different types i i found because there's there's like you know like a homeless bo that's kind of just like it's not even their mm, fault yeah yeah it's just a byproduct of like living on the streets and not being, you know, clean. clean. Right. 
that feels kind of stale. It kind of, it's kind of an aura that doesn't re- necessarily travel. Do you think it reaches a point where it just doesn't get worse? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a plateau. Yeah, probably. Within reason. I mean, right, there's, right. there's you all, can always get dirtier. But look, you can always push the limits of anything, man. <laughs> you <Nice>. know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd say that it stays the same for the most part. Yeah. Um, in my not what in my other, experience. What other, what other types are there? There's like there's like regular bo. There's mm-hmm. just kind of there's pit, you know, um, maybe just because <laughs> you went to the, the you're coming out of the gym. Yeah, you haven't put deodorant back mm-hmm. on. Whatever. Right. Right. But then there's like, I'm about to out myself. There's one that like kind of smells like kind of good, like kind of like French onion soup or something like that. I want to smell that a couple times. Where does that come from? I don't know. I don't know. It's very mysterious. If it's not pit, it's kind of enigmatic. <laughs> I don't know. It's a chest. I don't know. I, I truly couldn't tell you, but it just... I, th- I get what you're saying, though. If you it's know, you a, know. It's not a terrible yeah. smell, like, because it's kind of weird. But, like, you know, when you were a kid, you'd, like, reach into your underwear. Yeah. And you'd, like, bring your hand back. And sure. You'd, you'd smell. It's like... Of course. Every every boy does that. Absolutely. And has, like, thought, hey, this this smell isn't that bad. It's kind of... <laughs> it's, like, a weird sense of satisfaction. Just like how people love... <laughs> just how, like how people love the scent of gasoline or, yeah, like, the scent yeah. of a lawnmower or something. Mm. It's that... Freshly cut grass. I'm stuff. not going to say that the smell is the same, but it's the same satisfaction that people, I think, get from that. Okay. And, yeah, I, I, I just was like... like that, but that's interesting. Yeah, so many smells on yeah. L.A. public transit. <sighs> oh, I can show. imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. See, I, I haven't really ridden, like... Well, I've ridden the MARTA plenty of times. And usually there's not weird smells on there. There's weird people, for, for sure. sure. But, like, smells, you're usually not that close to other people to really smell them unless yeah. it's just, like, a pack train. But definitely on the on the buses at, at, at uh, Georgia State, it's kind of rough sometimes. Yeah. But uh, go back to this playground thing, talking about how it's just kind of, like, just unhinged activity it's, everywhere. It's unfiltered Dude, chaos. The teachers used to just sit over on the bed. <laughs> like, this has changed now, but teachers used to just sit over on the benches, have their nose in their clipboard or their book or yeah. whatever, not paying a lick of attention to what the kids yeah, are doing. Yeah, 100%. Me and, like, uh, Sam, Andrew, um, I think the list stops there of people you would know, but we would sure. go, like, four or five of us, we'd run to the swings, and we'd just be doing backflips and backwards backflips and, like... Just absolutely trying, like, risking breaking your grabbing limbs. Grabbing onto the top of the pole and just, like, just doing yeah. wild shit. And, like, they, they, the teachers only checked us like one time in our three years of doing that at our elementary school like they My knew God. they knew what we were doing but we never like our, <laughs> our track record of getting hurt versus not getting hurt was pretty good so they yeah they just this is crazy because this was back in like oh seven sure um for iphones yeah so like they just it was a different time man like yeah. the kids were trusted to look after themselves at recess because like nowadays like all the teachers are like you know watching all the kids Policing. making sure they're safe yeah because yeah, like you never know who's going to come up from anywhere and try and snatch some kids things were different back yeah. in 07 08 it was a different time yeah but yeah we were just we were just doing wild shit, rambunctious shit man. yeah rambunctious tomfoolery dude and you know what's crazy i think about this all the time like now that i'm an adult yeah i think about my teachers in a different way because i'm like damn they were really just they were really just us like mm. trying to make a living dealing with these fucking kids oh, who were so mean to them most of the time. Like <laughs> you had to earn your respect as a teacher from day one. hundred percent. And it, it's not even warranted. Like you're already <laughs> underpaid. You have to like deal with all these, especially like middle school teachers yeah. having to deal with like chaotic prepub- or like <laughs> prepubescent and like into pubescent kids. 
who are just tr- they're just mean. Oh man. Most yep. most middle schoolers are mean either to other people or to themselves. Do you think it's so worse like, nowadays or was it worse back then? I feel like it's a little better now. I think cuz like remember the way we used to treat subs back in back in like middle and high school? We treated them like a uh, just a redheaded stepchild essentially. <laughs> it was just like fuck you. You don't belong here. We're now going to make you pay for our teacher's absence. It depended That's on the, for me it, it depended on the sub. It depended on who it was cuz there okay. were some subs that were like yo, we got Mr. so and so today. Let's go. You true, know, we were like there, there were definitely hype. some like that, but then like the ones no one knew. There was one, there's a very famous one. Uh, I don't know if you ever had it at Macintosh. We went to Macintosh High School. Uh I don't know if you ever had it at Macintosh. There's this teacher who, when the class was getting too disruptive, she would start yelling out food names. Oh, what? You? Yeah, I only had her once. But oh, that's kind of gross. It was kind of like a li- she was a living legend, like in my year especially. No, I don't think I ever had her. Yeah, she would like if the kids were getting rambunctious, she would just go mashed potatoes, what? turkey and uh, s- stuffing, and just <laughs> that would definitely yeah. catch me off guard and like get my attention. But then everybody it would worked. be like what like yeah and start making fun of her for saying that like that's that's how it was always like i wasn't partaking in the making fun of but yeah. like there were kids in every class who were just always like, terrorizing just being shitty to the teacher yeah the sub, and, and they, they were just, just like, like they were adults they probably like drank the night before they were hung over they were going through sh- there was one teacher that just was openly talking about his divorce in front of us i still remember him in Without ninth grade names, who was it <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, my ninth grade English teacher in Virginia. Oh, okay, so it wasn't here. Okay. No, no, no. Gotcha. I was gonna say. No, I would have told you if it, I would have okay. told you if okay. it was someone. Dude, from speaking here. of ninth grade English teachers, we had uh, <laughs> this guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but he had this podium in the front of his class, right? Uh-huh. And every morning, he would have his coffee, and he would have uh, two hard-boiled eggs and a banana, right? And the way he stood at his podium, like, was just, like, legs spread, like, leaning onto it. <laughs> just, like, the goofiest <laughs> position ever. It's, like, just picture him, like, leaning on it like this and his legs just pumping yeah, yeah, yeah. from his sides. And so, um, and then he'd just eat the banana and he'd eat the hard-boiled eggs and drink his coffee. I was like, dude, your stomach's <laughs> got to be in fits right Yeah, now. turmoil. Right. Straight up. War. <laughs> and, no, but one day he was he was telling us, he was like, yeah, I have two eggs and a two eggs and a banana every morning and it just really really hits the spot and everybody's just kind of like looking at each other like what are you why are you suddenly talking about your breakfast routine it's kind of phallic in imagery it's two boiled eggs that's what we started that's what we started to laugh at because somebody drew two eggs and the banana looked like a squidward's nose (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so we were laughing about Uh, that and like nah it's just like don't anything phallic just don't give kids ammunition yeah 100 percent. like the whole thing with like glizzies and hot dogs now you can't eat a hot dog without somebody you know yeah exactly <laughs> so, exactly yeah um but yeah man you got any other final stories or anything like that final stories any more funny la interactions funny la interactions or just oh. weird stories um <laughs> let me try and see oh yeah um Oh my God, wait. Oh yeah, I can tell you about... Um, so I used to work at this restaurant called Kitchen 24. I remember this you, place. I think you, did you, did you we go went there? there? We went there one time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name was the server there after you weren't working there anymore? Um, 
What was his name? Uh, Blaze. My friend Blaze worked there. My friend Rick worked there. My friend Taylor worked there. It was Taylor. It was yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we went there for breakfast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, you were working there. So I was working there. I have plenty of stories from that place. I forgot. I have so <laughs> many stories from that place. Um, sure. But it's in the heart of WeHo, which is the gay neighborhood in uh, oh, interesting. in LA. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's right on Santa Monica Boulevard. That kind of explains a couple the more blocks. The There's like rainbow bit. walkways on the street and stuff. It's oh, I, I kind of remember that. Yeah, okay. it's a really sick place to be. Yeah. Um, and I was hosting at this point. I was not serving yet. And mm-hmm. I have so many terrible customer service <laughs> stories. Yeah. Um, so you, you said you were hosting, not serving at this point? Correct. You, okay. I was just at the host desk, but yeah, the interior of Kitchen 24 in, in West Hollywood is pretty small. Like the outdoor is way larger. The is that, patio. Is that and stuff. where we were at? Yeah, we were outside. Even that was kind of small. Yeah, but the inside is even smaller. It's really? like just one kind of narrow okay. area where you can seat. So, sorry. Um, You're good. So, we sit this couple down. Okay. Uh, it's a guy and his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> oh, boy. He asks for uh i believe it was orange juice okay um freshly squeezed now is this did you guys have freshly squeezed orange juice or this was a special request now here's the thing about restaurants if they're not like top of the line they're probably not they're probably lying in some form Mm -hmm. some way shape or form everything is regular to their credit they said that the orange juice they told us the employees that the orange juice was squeezed off site so allegedly yeah, t- do with that what you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, they said it was squeezed off-site, so that's what we were supposed to tell customers if they asked, hey, is your orange juice freshly squeezed? We'd be like, oh, squeeze it off-site. Um, Whatever that fucking means. So we to- <laughs> we, the server told the person that, and uh, the guy was like, okay, I'll have an orange juice. And then the bar is literally like, the so we're sit- let's say we're sitting at the table, we're facing each other. The bar is literally like your wall. Okay. It's that far away. Yeah, so yeah, the bartender's yeah. right there. Okay. Okay. Bartender takes out the carton oh, or the jug of orange oh juice and pours the pours the glass. As you do. And he sees all of it. This customer. <laughs> How dare you serve me a carton of orange juice? He does more than that. Oh boy. He takes the orange juice and he's oh like no. Are you fucking kidding me? Like all this raising a ruckus. Is he like, like holding the glass? It's like ten AM. Yeah. And oh. he takes it. We, pure glass, by the way, just smashes it on the ground, shatters everywhere. Who did this guy think he was? Unbelievable audacity. Literally. Like, I, I wasn't even, like, angry. I was just like, <laughs> why are you wasting your energy in this way? You could, you could just have had a nice date with your boyfriend, but... I'm sure his... And he was... M- the other guy was mortified. I was going to say, like, he was probably so embarrassed. Yeah. This guy storms out. He has to follow him. It was literally uh, like, I was like, wow. Was it one of those things where he came back and apologized and paid no. for it? No. No. Uh, I've heard a couple stories like that. They just kind of bailed. And someone, it was just like, yeah. now the host, me, has to clean that shit up. Right. Sweep up all the glass. Like That's a hazard for everybody because there's yeah. glass shards everywhere. It was Dude. unbelievable. <sighs> the odd, I, like It just, it makes... Even if I was disappointed that it wasn't freshly squeezed orange right. juice, you which know, I would never be. It's orange juice, man. Yeah. Yeah. I would never 
Right. I would I would be as a host, I would be handling people's Postmates orders, Grubhub, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. People would call and they'd be like, "You forgot my ketchup packets." I'd be like, "Grow up." Okay. <laughs> they'd be demanding like a full refund. Do people do that same type of shit all the time. I know, every restaurant, all the time. I swear, every restaurant is the same. They're like, "It's so you, clear." You forget people the have... smallest thing, and they're like, "I want a credit, and I want a refund, and I want your manager's number." It's like, well, <laughs> I here's what I can do for you. You can yeah. take it or leave it. I. Know? It's just it makes no sense because even if someone messed up my order, I'd probably still eat it. Me too. I do the same thing because like you I'm said, paying money for this. Like yeah, like you're not confrontational. Yeah. Either my if there's if I asked for something, unless the order's just completely butchered, and yeah. like it's not what I ordered at all, then I'll probably be like, hey, I ordered this and I got this instead. But if there's like if it's something like I asked for no tomato yeah. or no onion or whatever and it's on there, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, though, I'm gonna eat it. Like when it's when it's necessary conflict, I will engage. Right. Like if it's something, like with my relationship or my friendships, if there's something we got to talk about. I'm one of the 1, first people to really communicate and like do that. 1, I'm all about that. It's unnecessary conflict that I very much avoid because it's exactly that. It is fully unnecessary. You just like me. Yeah. And I think it's it, it helps to have worked in cert in the service industry <laughs> too sure. to have that experience and know what it's Cause like. Because like it's crazy how people just are so fucking oblivious to like what goes on. Right. It's not how like it we're, works. We're not purposely. People love to chew out, out waiters for <laughs> the kitchen's mistakes, right. et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, the waiters are just the conduit. Right. They, they don't just have bring a the hand food in the, the in the cooking process. Yeah. Like, Unless the order is completely different, then okay. Maybe. Or if Even they then, they I'm like... write something, but again, you know how many other tables like, look, they have? Look, I get like, it. It's impossible yeah. to be perfect. Yeah, 100%. The amount of times... Oh, la- this is la- I'll leave you with this. My true horror story from working at Kitchen 24 was every Sunday, we'd have brunch. It was like a whole thing. $15 for bottomless mimosas. So oh, everyone was out mm-hmm. on Sundays in WeHo at Kitchen 24. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Packed. Like from 9 a.m. to about 1 p.m., it was full. People were waiting. Just endless rotation of tables. And the mimosas were fucking bottomless. So you said $15 for bottomless? Yeah. For a table or for one person? I think it was for one person. Okay. Okay. But I think they'd sneak it. They'd be like, some people would be like sneaky about it, I'm sure. But yeah, still, it was pretty good because, yeah, in LA, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not terrible. Um, so I have very I have little small baby hands. <laughs> so a tray full of mimosas, one hand, mm. it's just not going to work for me. Okay. So I would mitigate that by using two hands. I'd be a bit of a slower server, but it was worth it because I wouldn't drop the shit. Facts. So I bring a tray full of mimosas, double fist in this shit, <laughs> to a table. Right. Four people. They're friends. They're having a great time. They're about to go out someplace else afterwards. Mm-hmm. Little pregame. This one woman has on this gorgeous. She's a beautiful woman. This gorgeous sundress. Um. And I dr- I put the oh, mimosas no. kind of halfway down. On the, the tray's like halfway off, halfway on the table. Yeah. And I another table like calls me, and I'm like, Yeah, what's up? And I kind oh, of oh no, tray. yeah. Oh, and I kind of lift the tray. Sorry, my mic was away from me. <laughs> I lift the tray and all the mimosas go oh. spilling all over this woman. All over her sundress. Her and beautiful. Mm. And her friend, was. she wasn't even the one who was upset. 
she was very gracious. She was like, no, like, I get it, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's Accidents totally happen. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a normal person. Making me feel very nice, very, yeah. you know, comforted. It was her friend who was like, um, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> was like, you know, like, she just bought that dress and all this shit. Oh, wow. And Dude, I was it's hard, flush. Man. We had to wear, like, at Kitchen 24, we had to wear full-on, like, gray khakis and button-up shirts and bow ties or ties mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the summer as well. Oh, so like yeah, I remember it was Taylor hot. It was up. it was hot. I was art, I was embarrassed. I was like very like sweating a lot. Yeah, and like he was just making it worse. He was chewing me out, and mm. I had to go get my, our managers. To their credit, were very always stood up for us. Always good. And like it's a good place to work. They were like, "Where's a fucking manager?" Because I brought them the bill after. <laughs> yeah, I brought them the bill, and they, they were oh. like, "Are we not getting like a cre- the friend the one friend mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. was like we're not gonna get a like a credit for this." Yeah. I had an experience like, like my meal's not gonna be going free. Out. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, um, "I can go get the manager for you, but like I'm sorry, but you know this is just my job, do mm-hmm. my job." Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, "Yeah," and then the Damn. manager like went out and like dealt with it. But yeah. yeah, that was mortifying. I had a similar thing. I went out with a group of friends, and there was a a bug in someone's plate and yeah it was one of those like seriously you're not i'm not gonna get a free whatever and it was just kind of one of those things where it's like and they were really I, hammering I, it I, home you know i get it yeah but also it was just a little uncomfortable yeah 100 percent. so eh. for me it's like yeah when my friends are doing that i'm just like you know what like i get it i get that you don't want bug obviously you don't want bugs in your meal but like knowing how it feels from a restaurant server perspective i'm like yeah dude one time you know it's not their fault right please right right like, you know yeah, exactly i went to uh wings and things one time this was probably a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and there was just a dead winged insect in my wing sauce absolutely and i just pulled it out and kept it rolling yeah just kept eating yeah i just didn't care as you as you should <laughs> i don't know man I, it's not yeah. like they put it there yeah it's like i'm not eating it i'm almost 100 so. percent certain that it's every time it's incidental and like not <laughs> exactly like, unless you yeah. were like shitty to them but like even, even then, then even then it's like even then spit in the food if you're gonna be shitty spit in the food don't that's a lot of effort to like go and catch yeah, flies at least, at least that's unnoticeable exactly like you know shit like that is like really hard to do but yeah working in the food industry is definitely a an experience that i feel like everybody should try for a few months just so they can get it a little yeah. bit you know 100 percent. but uh yeah any closing thoughts or anything else closing thoughts just uh follow your dreams kids life is short got to do what makes you happy at the end of the day absolutely even if it's the harder road facts like we talked about earlier call back there you go wow there we go <laughs> but uh, hey man i thank appreciate you for having the time. me on thank man. you so much for coming of this course, was a blast uh, anytime anytime if you want to come back on again in the future we'll definitely have you always so. yeah man yes sir whenever you want all right but yeah guys thank you for watching share it leave a like rate the episode blah 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 all that good shit check us out on tiktok and uh yeah yeah See y'all later. blow Peace. it up <laughs>